What a terrible episode to be a part of. I got pummeled today after work. There's no way you went to Starbucks without me. It's a five shotter, white chocolate mocha. Firing up my mom's laptop and just going ham. He's just running, spamming his click, and he's just pounding kids. And I was gaming, dude. You know, like without that gun, you're banged. That thing is filthy. I might be getting scammed by some dumb TikToker who's spreading false information. And if, and if you sucked, if you didn't like the game, you were just dog at the game. You sucked. And that's your problem. And then they just ragged all, dude. the flow state gaming podcast (laughs) episode number 66 baby welcome back everybody welcome back peasants i am of course coulter fair aka coulter special episode this evening (laughs) we got a we got a few rats with us as you can see uh but first off uh let me introduce my my fellow lasher here my fellow whip holder, Rogan Prescott. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, Coulter. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited for this episode. We do have some peasants to lash, and it is it is a surprising amount because there'll be two of them tonight, and they'll be both mounted up on that table. So I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> um, you guys are both extremely, everyone's really blurry, um, just bad. I mean, my internet is dog. <laughs> Anyone who lives well, in Central Oregon knows that there's no good options, so get better internet well just any live person that's watching get banged get rammed so yeah get man rammed and scammed rammed and scammed well like yeah like we were saying like rogan mentioned we do have a double whammy tonight a two pump pony <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> a, a double yeah. lasher here um a few sexy boys we got shelter and trusty both in the room with us both they are both imperial guards the highest level of patreon so if you're not on patreon patreon.com slash flow underscore state underscore gaming rogan we got to change that dude i hate saying the underscores it's choppy it's blocky it's chunky hey it's chunky i've boy. tried I can't multiple say times. it smoothly i've tried so many well, times hey and I will keep whoever has our username they need to sell it to us because I can't keep saying this hey, I've, I it have offered flow. them everything well we need to offer them our peasants maybe <laughs> maybe we offer Fassage <laughs> Fassage let us know if that'll work out <laughs> sacrifice yeah um, no so yeah two of our highest Patreons they're the highest donors they're two rich filthy boys um, and it was about time that we whipped their their bare backs. So um, we're going to get into hot drinks, but uh, Trusty, say hi to everybody. And then after that, Shelter, you say hi to everybody. We'll get into your intros later. Just let them, let them hear your sexy voices here for a second. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> just want to say... <laughs> just want to say, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? It's trusty, your boy. Just want to say one thing. I mean, I thought every week I was ready to hear that intro live. 
but being in the cult, I mean, that hits different. So thank you. Yeah. Do you guys know how I feel. Here. Every time I, I'm waiting, I'm like, all right, Coulter, hit it, dude. And then I, it just throws me off every time because it just gets nastier and nastier. I don't think, oh, dude. dude, okay, anyone that listens to this episode, you guys need to try to do what Coulter does. Try to hold that pitch as long as he does. It is near to impossible. I said it before. I've tried multiple times in my room, and I only get like a half a second in, and I just it it's nasty. It's terrible. My yeah. voice starts well, cracking, and it's you know it's it's just beautiful, Coulter. So it just surprises me every time. Man. I'm glad other people can experience that now, and they understand the pain that I go through. Well, yeah, it really sets the tone for the pod. It, it throws everyone off, right? Everyone is coming in nice and clean, and then. You know, that just kind of that kind of kills the mood, which I think is both a pro and a con because it's the only thing we have. And so we continue to do it. But, yeah, that intro is getting nastier. Hot drinks, boys. What are we what are we talking here? Um, Rogan, I I know what you got because (laughs) I'm the one that ordered it with you. We went through the Starbucks drive as as per (laughs) use. But why don't you tell the audience what you got going? Because it's uh, it's a little fireball here. (laughs) What are we talking well, um, yeah, I did order it. I ordered it about like 30 minutes ago, and I'm already feeling it as well because oh. I, I branched out this evening. <laughs> I felt strong. I felt powerful. I did go with the white chocolate mocha, and I went with eight shots this time. I mean, I knew it was going to be a spicy night. I wanted to be prepared, Gosh. and I was not prepared because I'm already feeling it. Um, I might have to take take a little intermission during the podcast. I, I gotta say that because <laughs> I'm not gonna make it an hour, dude. There's no shot. Oh I'm just I'm gosh. I'm saying that right now. I'm I'm halfway through, so I'm may, maybe four shots in right now. I don't know if I could do it, dude. But is, we'll see. Is it already curdling? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. It's crowning. Oh, yeah. It's crowning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. dude. Um, that is wild. Sick. Um, dude. Okay. Talking about that Starbucks girl though. You told me some yeah. nasty things, <laughs> um, and she asked what we're doing tonight, and you you did say that we're doing a podcast, so we have another story to tell, and that's kind of yeah. wild. I mean, I just, I hate it. I hate it, it when they ask me Destiny? what I'm doing. What's her name? Destiny? What's her name? <laughs> Dude, she's not, she's not on the hub. <laughs> what the what? hell? What? <laughs> Destiny? Hey, what's her name? Like I forgot. Journey. Journey. That's even worse. That's such. That's way worse. <laughs> Journey. Oh my gosh. Is that her real name or is that her performer name? That's the question. <laughs> Honestly, we don't. Know. We don't know. Dude, the day I'm, she tracks I'll, down I'll, this pod, I'll search is it up right rough. now. I'm just yeah. Um, what are you yeah, drinking? We'll on, show that live. <laughs> well, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a venti hot brown sugar oat milk latte. It's become the industry standard. Um for sea dog here and uh you know it's good it like i was saying before it varies in consistency um that's the only issue with the oat milk it's like it depends on who's running that steam wand that really determines uh the quality of the drink but before this um our good friend works at uh dutch bros and she was working till five so I ran through Dutch Bros, got a 911 with soft top on it. Now, the 911 is, it's a nasty one. Um, because I think it's got six shots in it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, 
it hits hard and it hits different. So I don't know. There was that, and then I have this one as well. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm up in that six to eight shot range as well. Um, again, you know, I mean, my arms get tired from the lashings, and I needed some energy as well. So here we are. Um, we know for sure that Shelter has a hot drink tonight. So Shelter, what what are we looking at here, brother? Yeah, so for my first Starbucks excur- excursion, we uh, picked up a Carbell Brulee Creme. So it's going good so far. And how long ago was that drink ordered, would you say? <laughs> um <laughs> a while ago. It's probably it's probably a good 2 hours old at this point. Oh my god. It's uh it's a little more iced uh, iced iced drink than hot drink sadly right now. Still Dude, good. But though. that's that's fine, man. It goes down easy either way. That cream brulee, I mean, we've all been there. It's a seasonal drink. Uh, it was a good choice. It was a good choice there. Coulter, you banged Shelter. Um. <laughs> you banged him. You knew this was going to happen. You were like, hey, dude, what? let's start at 6. Let, we're going to run at 6. And, you know, it no, was late I said you. 6.30. I said hey, 6.30. I said, I said 6. And then you said 6.30 what? later, after you had to pay rent. No, I said 6.30 like very early in the day. Let's see here. I said six thirty oh, at four twenty eight. Yeah, that was yeah. my bad. Yeah, so shelter get banged. Cold, cold, <laughs> cold coffee, man. That's tough. I don't know. Someone's saying that my mic is like a robot. So, well, yeah, it's it's always been like that. And I keep hey. saying let's fix it, but what happens? We don't fix it. No, because we don't know how. Because we don't have an IT. We guy haven't looked at it. We haven't even touched. It. Well, that's your job. That's why you're here. <laughs> Trusty boy. I know. Talk to us, yep. my friend. What are we looking at here? Do you got a hot drink or what? Um, I have a cold drink. But oh. this time it's it's on purpose. Oh shoot. Cold we lo- we left oh, we dog. lost Colter. Oh dog. Colter? Am I gone? Yeah, you're back. Go ahead, Trusty. Okay, um, this is a cold drink on purpose, because it is currently 62 degrees in Texas, and you really don't need a hot drink there, so it is an iced iced decaf white chocolate mocha. Man, that's, that's, yeah, you can't, you can't go hot drink, dude. I, I am so bad at drinking cold, like, I can't drink cold coffee, I just don't really enjoy it, um, but I, like, yeah. When it's hot, it just doesn't feel right going with a hot drink. Feels feels yeah. so off. Um, no, it's it's crazy because everyone's getting snow and everyone is just clinging to their hot drinks. And I'm over here like, if if I had a hot drink right now, I'd, I'd be sweating. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how are you doing in the Texas weather, dude? Do you like it? Oh, right now it's amazing. Yeah, in, just in the clear, winters, probably. Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. In the, in the winter, clear clear skies, sunny. Like a nice sixty during the during like like the mid afternoon it's like seventy. So it's kinda yeah. like north summer for our winter. What are you looking <laughs> like in the summer? What are what are the high temps there? Um it's a, it's about one oh one with humidity because I, I, I live in the Houston area, so we're right by the Gulf of Mexico. And it feels like 107. Oh, dude. So that's, that's tough. Are you just indoors yeah. all day? All day. Yeah. 
if you walk outside to grab something from your car and then you come back, you're sweating. Dude. Oh. <laughs> like, it is. No. Hey, you I might swap. To... You know how, like. Trusty. Are you with us, Coulter? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Your yep. webcam's off. Well. No, yeah, I've been here. So, dude, it's the humidity that slaps. Yeah. Like, that's the slapper in the room. The humidity makes the heat significantly worse. Oh, yeah. So, that's that's brutal. But running ice drink tonight, that was a good call. I mean, you just don't want to be sweating in the pod, dude. I see you're wearing that hoodie, too. So, you like it a little bit on the hot side. Or is your... Don't tell me your house has got AC in it. My house is AC. Wait, dude, oh gosh, most dude. houses not have AC? <laughs> Trusty, shut your mouth, right? I've never had AC in my life. <laughs> it's like I would... I lived in Hawaii for 13 years, no AC, 92% humidity, just 90 degrees, just sweating, dude. Just I'm sweating. not even a house. This is an apartment. Oh, you guys, dude. wait, you guys don't, dude. I don't really okay. know what AC is. Trust you really do be flexing wild. right now, eh? I know, no, that's, that's not a flex a lot. in Texas. I have never been anywhere in Texas once that did not have AC. Like, AC is like having like a door to your room. Like, you have to have it. Well, 101 is kind of significant. Yeah. Dude, when you have, when I mean, you turn the PC on in the summer, dude, my computer just runs so hot. It just heats up the entire room. I'm just dripping sweat, you know, butt naked in my chair. And yeah, it's just, just it's sopping. just a waterfall. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's oh it's my. it's a little too late now, but I would change out of this hoodie because I have my door closed. And I'm I'm getting a little hot under this hoodie. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> rip it off on cam dude <laughs> give give us a little show here you said that you're shredding down for the yeah. summer no it's not it's it's not ready yet it's not ready yet yeah you'll show I'm us still... that chiseled abs soon yes. enough okay yes <laughs> what a little tease dude <laughs> yeah. okay a little tease. okay guys okay let's get back on track i think my audio is still sucking because i'm the only one that's just blurred out on this live stream dude yeah, that's fine. They're saying they're saying in the chat my mic sounds like dog. Um there's just a variety of problems. So guys, this episode there actually is a lot of pastrami to get through. I know we say it every pod and it's always a lie. But we've already <laughs> skipped that brochet bun. <laughs> we're into that mayo and we're starting to enter that pastrami. So we're skipping community feedback. We're skipping announcements, obviously. Um, you know, we've all had good weeks, I presume. Trusty, give us give us the the five to, to six minutes on, you know, who Trusty is, um, kind of how you got into gaming, little background action, just so the audience has some context as to who you are, where you've come from, and uh and what you're doing here. Okay. So um anyone who has listened to the podcast before know that I'm from Texas. Um, because you came to visit me a couple months ago. Um, I've lived in the same town my whole life. It's I'm not gonna say the name of the city, but um, it's it's in the Houston area. Um, yeah. So gaming, um, gaming's always been a big part of my life. Um, I've had about every device, gaming-wise, that you could imagine. So, started with the GameCube, and then I've had the the GameCube, the 
PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, the Wii, Nintendo DS, 3DS, PSP Go, and now a PC. So I've I'm like those those whole console wars affected me in the way that I have to buy both to play with certain friends on certain consoles. Um, game wise, um, the first game I remember playing was on the GameCube. It was Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Um, that's the first game I remember playing. Um, and then it got into uh, like the PS3. The first one I remember is Call of Duty World at War. Call of Duty, oh, baby, let's yeah, go. Yeah. <clears throat> Call of Duty has definitely been the most hours I put into a game. Not like per specific games, like as a franchise. Call of Duty is where I came from. And for the longest time, it was all about the campaign. Like, I would play a little multiplayer at first. But, like like Coulter always says, he just wanted to get on Call of Duty and just bang some kids. <laughs> <laughs> World at War came out in 2009. I was nine, so he, I, I was the kid that he was. <laughs> oh just, yes! Oh no! Yes! I, I, I remember like I had to like mute everyone in the game just so I, I wouldn't hear some like 16 year old because I was old at the time just yell at me. Um, it was dude that actually <laughs> that actually is really accurate you said world at war came out in 2009 yeah so i was 14 yeah so i was in my prime banging yeah. years dude yeah and i was clapping yeah. cheeks dude dude i probably yeah. heard you over that hot <laughs> mic no i never ever ever talked dude i was nine and just terrified playing real people <laughs> like it was it was horrible. yes dude you were terrified that's young, of that dude that's young oh, to get man. In <coughs> i know it was like it was like pre-puberty like i don't know what i was doing yeah was you had nine. a you had a high-pitched voice so if you talked at all you would just be shredded yeah <laughs> I, I, I was in second grade just hitting the sticks were you clapping kids <laughs> back in the day like were you were you like no did you get pretty no, good no, no no oh well i mean um, well, that was my first one, so obviously I wasn't good at that, but around, like, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, I really kind of caught my, caught my shtick and just started being pretty good, I guess. Um, the, the first Call of Duty that I really, like, grinded multiplayer was Black Ops 4. Mm. That's, that's when I started to care about, like, the mastery skins, like, the atomic skin, um... But yeah, and then um, around 2019, so I just graduated high school in like May of 2019, and um, I was really into Fortnite at the time, and that's what decided to get me a PC, because my, my brother had gotten one a couple months before, and he was like, it's so much better, like you have to switch. So I was like, you know what, let me just plug in my mouse and keyboard into my ps4 and we'll just try that out and it was okay like it wasn't great but i really liked the feel of a mouse and keyboard so i got one for my uh quote-unquote graduation present um and then yeah it was fortnite um on my pc 
played a little CSGO. I want to say like 80 hours. But for anyone who's ever played CSGO, you know 80 hours in CSGO is hardly touching the surface. Yeah. Like, I didn't know any callouts, any maps, anything. I didn't know the gun sprays. I didn't know anything like that. But I loved the concept. Like, just the very competitive, very tactical shooter kind of thing. Um, like, you're, you're either an expert or you aren't. Like, there's no in-between if you want to be good. So, um, that's when April 7th hit. And I looked at that date <laughs> precisely for this podcast. That is the oh day that the Valorant beta came out. And I remember my brother coming to my room and was like, hey, like, you need to go watch some viewers so you can get the drop for the Valorant beta. And I was like, oh. and then it was, it, it was game over from there. Valorant's been my, been my game since then. And yeah, um, that's multiplayer. Um, I've always loved the campaign on Call of Duty. I always play the campaign. Like, even on Vanguard, I played the campaign. It was great. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Because, like, all the all, all the operators on Call of Duty, um, e- each of them have their own story in the campaign. You go through World War II. That's pretty cool. Um, single player, one, one franchise that I will always bring up in conversation is the Batman Arkham games. Mm. Those are... Not a lot of people have heard of them, but they are just fantastic. So I've grinded those a little bit too. Um, yeah, those are good, good yeah. campaigns. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much my gaming history. Dude, Fortnite um, switched over a lot of console players. It would oh, be kind yeah. of cool oh, to yeah. see like the statistics of like how many people switched over to PC like while playing Fortnite. Because oh, yeah. I know Eric, the the well known rat, he switched over. I I mean I I know like five other people of like my friends who switched over just because of the game Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, me too. I actually got to Champions League on Fortnite, which is pretty cool. Oh, <coughs> yeah, that's, wow. that's like top. Yeah, that, that's like six thousand arena points, I think, or something like that. Dang. So yeah, you were clapping kids about the same time I was. Yeah, yeah, and and then I fell off, and there's just no catching up. If you take a break, yeah. there's no catching up. That's why I gave up because there's too many thirteen year olds that just were yeah. absolutely filthy. And if you took no, one dude, week dude. off, then you're you're so yeah. behind. I remember yeah. taking a week off, dude. Got back in it. I felt like it was a new game. It was yeah. wild because there's yeah. just so I, many people. Dude, that's I, so crazy. It's it's wild. I I remember just getting absolutely rammed by like a seven-year-old and yeah i'm just like homie your brain hasn't developed yet like like you don't know how to read but your brain can just move your hand-eye coordination is just so much quicker than mine i was like this is not good for like for my mental health i gotta if there was proximity chat if there is proximity chat that game would be terrible Oh, just the squeakers screaming at you. Oh, oh yeah, God. dude. His <laughs> his little soft little jello frontal cortex is just learning <laughs> yeah. how to bang you from nine angles. They know um, how to build a 90 before they know how to read. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's actually crazy how true that is. Did, wait, this is kind of off topic, but did you say, was it April 7th, 2020 that it came out? Yes. The Valorant beta? 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's 665 days ago, dude. That's how long Valorant's been out. Wow. Feels it's a longer actually, than that. Holy smokes. I know. Like, that's actually, like, a lot of days. You're right. It feels longer, but, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. It doesn't – it's, like, goes both ways. Sometimes I feel like it hasn't been that long, but 665 days is pretty wild. Yeah. Like – I don't remember what life was like before Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. We've it's all a, grinded a lot. Yeah. It's a love and hate game for sure. Um, all right, let's go shelter. Give us the same kind of just a quick five to ten minute rundown. Who's shelter? Where'd you come from? Give the audience a little little one two on on who you are. For sure. So gaming started pretty pretty young. Nintendo Wii was the first uh gaming console that I that I owned Mario Party. Um Mario Kart, most of the Mario games is, is where I started. Um, got into Minecraft just on parents' laptop and played that, I want to say, for a good two, three years, like, straight. Like, I'd probably play two to three hours a night in single player, uh, modded cow. and stuff like that. Um, ended up getting my own laptop, and a friend gifted me Counter-Strike, uh, like, first year of high school, so I could play with them. And 3,000 hours later, I'm still playing the game. <laughs> so that's where I was all of high school and all of college. Uh, and then, like, final year of college, uh, Valorant, uh, Valorant or Project A, I think at the time. Yeah, that was the original name. Uh, got released, and of course, being CSGO uh, players at the time in the college teams and all that, we were really excited for the opportunity it could bring, so we gave it a try. And I've kind of just been going back and forth between Counter-Strike and Valorant since, so. Wow. Okay, so you <clears throat> you were on a team, dude? Is that what we're hearing uh, here? For Counter-Strike, yeah. So I was on a team in high school, not very good, just like ESEA main league for anybody who knows Counter-Strike. Um, and then in college, I co-founded our esports Counter-Strike team and then played on the team for a year and then coached and like co-ran it for two. So wow, dude, what the heck? What team? What team is that? Uh, like, just like our college, name? like our official college team. Uh, yeah, I can, Whoa. I can probably say it. It's in my bio anyway. So yeah, Humber Esports. Um, yeah, Toronto. Wow, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. So yeah, played CS:GO all three years of high school for the team, or, or coached to to some degree there. Wow, that's really sick. Yeah, it uh, it, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, they gifted us like, or not gifted, but like they gave us a ton of really cool, really cool opportunities. Like we got to go to lands, uh, play there, played at a PUBG land too for them. And then, uh, yeah, like they had like a big esports room where we could go in between classes and just grind it out. So that was that was oh pretty fun. Gosh. So yeah, what? so it was literally like 1080 Ti, like Alienware, like full spec, like the whole nine <laughs> dude, yards. So that's it, where dude. you'd see me. So that's where you'd see me in between classes. Life, you got an hour. Man. You best better believe I'm in that same chair. Hitting up Counter Strike, just ripping it. So you're wow. insane, dude. I love that for you. That's like that's amazing. 
I envy that so, big time. Well, yeah, man, that's like such a cool opportunity that you got to do that, especially like through the school. Like that's wild, man. Yeah, man, the school was the school was crazy. They were they were really really professional and amazing to work with. So that's crazy. So are you still in that space at all currently, or has life taken you a different direction? Or tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, actually, so I'm still in the space. I actually casted the uh, the tryouts all three days of the tryouts for Valorant. Um, there's no CS:GO team right now because most of the focus has shifted over to Valorant. Uh, especially for college like leagues and stuff like the money that would have gone towards counter-strike tournaments are going towards valorant tournaments right now so so that's where i'm at right now kind of just helping out on the side running running some stuff on the back end for him okay so are you in school currently or you are out uh no i'm out i'm full-time working uh dude yeah, that's two, awesome <laughs> two years now almost Okay, so what are you doing for work? Is that in the gaming space as well, or just totally separate? Uh, it's in the field uh, that I study for. So I'm an architectural technologist. So I design and uh, and do drawings for like cottages, boathouses, homes, garages, things like that. So wow, very cool. So you're going to be building maps here pretty soon, is what you're saying? Maybe you never know. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Dude, that's awesome, man. I, I actually haven't really, uh, I haven't met anyone that's been that, you know, in such close contact and actually into like a legit put together team that has funding behind it. So that's, that's like really cool to have your opinions and your angle on, on how some of this works. So that's interesting that a lot of the funding is going towards Valorant. That's kind of a good sign for Valorant. I mean, if you have the colleges, that's what they're pushing rather than counter-strike. I mean, what a, what a good sign for anyone playing Valorant, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. There was a, there was a pretty big shift. Uh, A lot of like the people that were like at the top of the CSGO Valorant or sorry, CSGO like collegiate circuit are now in the top of the Valorant collegiate circuit. So very cool. Wow. In in your opinion, how do you feel about Valorant CSGO? Are they, is CSGO still going to be around in the next couple years? Is it still going to have like the huge competitive scene or do you think Valorant's going to take over eventually? Uh, I think like we've already seen it even out, but I mean, now that, uh, Counter-Strike's going back to land and hopefully Valorant, we're getting a few lands based on the VCT calendar. I think just because Counter-Strike is such a land intensive game, already whereas valorant kind of started during covid so we're more used to it being online uh so i feel still feel like counter-strike will be around for quite a while just due to the sheer land environment like the history of all the players so that's a really good take on it i didn't really think about that yeah so as far as like new blood coming into csgo is that is that something that you can see happening or do you think that the the newer generation are going into games like Fortnite, Valorant, some of the newer titles or um is it is it still like flourishing in the younger community to go into CS:GO and and try and make a career there? Uh there definitely are some new crazy up and coming players that just got signed to pro teams, so I think we need to wait and see this uh this season kind of how how that plays out but there definitely is a few uh a few munzi uh if anybody here follows counter-strike is an upcoming pro that just signed a g2 looks really promising um yeah a few others so 
Okay. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be more towards Valorant, um, but still, we'll. I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, and I guess at the end of the day, it's gonna be wherever the money is, right? I mean, no matter what these kids like, they're yeah. if if it's a career that they're chasing, then you know the money is gonna probably pull them in in one direction or another. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. You know, because you're right, like those games that have kind of that nostalgia of being LAN oriented. I mean, that's just like a certain vibe that I feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of those OG boys would probably have a hard time letting go of. Like you said, Valorant, everyone's a lot more used to, um, you know, having these tournaments online rather than in, in a LAN situation. So that's that's interesting. And you wonder, I mean, the pressure of being like on a stage is different than being in your room gaming. You know what I mean? And that's like, I feel... yeah, definitely. That's that's such a challenge in itself that, you know, you could have these kids that are cracked in their bedroom and then once they hit the stage, they're they're dogged on. Yeah, it's a completely different feel, like being a LAN. Like, it's just a completely different feel when the people that you're facing are right over there and, like, you can hear them reacting, (laughs) shouting, trash-talking... Um, oh man i mean it really like i know this is kind of a meme but it really does hit different when when they're like there and you can come face to face with them i'm actually really jealous of you that you've had that experience (laughs) because i think that's uh that's something that i mean anyone that's you know playing valorant like a lot of our audience does i mean i know we do have some casual players but i think for the most part all of us I mean, we're playing Valorant for a reason, and it's because we like that competitive aspect to it. And I mean, that just, that cranks up the heat so much. Like you're saying, you know, you grab a nasty three three kill clutch or something, you're going to hear the reaction from the other team. Um, and that's just, that is a different vibe. That's really, really cool. How is a zero ping? Yeah. Is it a quite a huge difference? Not having any latency? Um, so the ones I had technically weren't like true LAN zero ping. It was just like the servers in the same room as you, but you're technically still connecting through the internet. Um, mm. But it definitely is different in how you approach the game. Like for example, for Counter Strike, uh, you can hold angles, and in Valorant actually too, um, you'll be able to hold angles a lot tighter. Wide swinging won't give you that much of an advantage because there's not as many. Like the ping is the same, right? So. Yep trying to shoulder peek or being able to kind of get those quick peeks. That's why you see that all the time on like VCT lands and things like that. You see half their shoulder and they're dead. It's typically because of the lower latency in the, in the land aspect. That's super cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, so before we move on, I know just because not everyone listens to the full podcast, do you both stream? I know trusty streams. Um, do you stream shelter? Uh, I used to, and I kind of do every, every once in a while, but I, I, I typically don't stream No. Okay. Um, trusty, where can everyone find you if they do want to find your stream? They can find me at, on Twitch, uh, um, at trusty with two Y's and a three. Okay. I hate that. Nobody, <laughs> I know. nobody watch that. Absolutely. <laughs> no one go. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that out before we move on. Um, just in case someone falls off by now. But guys, new skins. We got a little new skin leak coming through into Valorant. Um, Rogan, what are your thoughts on this? We're going to start to get into some of the topics that we want to cover. 
Um, and this was one of them that we were just going to graze over. We got some new skins here, some some leaked skins. What are you thinking, Rogan? It's the Tigris Bundle is what they call it. Um, it it kind of looks like a reskin of the Sovereign skins that um, came out a while ago. Definitely seems very familiar to, to them. Um, very identical. It's just kind of like a red, goldish, black color. <laughs> very identical. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, sucky, dude. Well. It's just like not great skins, I feel like. And then they just charge people, you know, a hundred bucks to buy the whole skin pack. No one cares about the price because they just want the skin. And then, yeah, they have one guy at Riot Games making it, right? <laughs> one guy takes 15 have... minutes, makes a skin, and that's, oh. you know, I don't know, $2 million for Okay, <laughs> that that knife, though. The knife is sick. Is decent. Yeah. It's decent. And it's a fancy. I'm interested to see what the animation is. Yeah, it's hard to get anything off of this because, like, yeah, the anim- it definitely does seem like there's animations and, like, a whole different, yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, it's looking like Shorty, Phantom, Knife, Operator, and Ghost is what's uh, going to be included in the bundle. Don't know when it's dropping. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Shelter, Trusty, chip in here. Um, I think it's average at best um yeah (laughs) i i think they could have done something really cool with the whole chinese new year and they just dude that's right that's what this is about isn't it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh why am i just dropping out of this just get a better discord is just getting my discord is getting banged um, no, they, you're right. This is what it's about, isn't it? It's the Chinese new year, the, the year mm-hmm. of the tiger. That's what yeah. this is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that makes it so much worse. I know. Like this. Okay. Guys like Oni skins, savage. They, that's what they needed an Oni vibe to this and they didn't land. Mm-hmm. Shelter, you have any thoughts here? I think they tried to go with the Oni vibe, honestly, but I'm also getting a little bit of, um, what are they? They're the the space alien guns. The um, I'm trying to remember oh, the name. Gravitational yeah. uranium something. Yeah, uh, neuroblaster. Neuroblaster or something. Like that. Ooh, no, uh, no, the gold I... uh, gold one with the like translucent. Uh, I'm trying to think because I don't actually own it. Not the prime. Yes, thank you. Actually, okay, the prime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at the back of the prime, I think it's the AK. They have like that little tiger. Uh, I feel like they kind of tried to replicate that with a mix with the Oni. Um, I think it's cool for Chinese New Year. Um, oh, sorry, not Lunar Lunar New Year. Um, and uh, I'm interested to see what the animation is. And uh, that's about it. And I mean, they might look cool in game. That's the other thing, too. I mean, if they look yeah, sick sure. in game, then that's a totally different beast. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I don't know when those are going to drop, but we can expect to see that. Um, Night what'd you guys think about this as well? Oh, really? That's yeah, they kind of hinted at it. That's always fun until you get nothing good. Yeah, that's the last two, man. I've gotten some doggy ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. This is just awful. Here's I'm an sorry. interesting thing. If you guys had to choose one skin to show up in your shop today, what what one do you guys want to see in the shop? What one are you seeing in your shop and you're like, I'm I'm grabbing it. Oni it's a Phantom. no-brainer. Oni Phantom? Yeah. Last X Phantom. 
Um, butterfly knife. Oof, butterfly knife. That one's wild. that was a missed opportunity for me. I should have bought that whole pack. Yeah, I I really wanted because I I have the recon phantom, but I really wanted the um the recon butterfly knife. And then that Valorant uh like pack came out with Yoru's comb butterfly knife, and then I bought it because I didn't want to miss out again on another butterfly knife but then the recon one came out in my shop like two oh, days later shoot. oh my oh. gosh dude you got finagled yeah. yeah they they knew that they knew they were <laughs> yeah they, pu- they banged you there <laughs> yeah for sure uh what about you shelter one gun drops in the drops in what do you are you buying it which one is it uh i'm gonna go with the sentinels of light vandal i i don't know what it is mm. uh but but that one is is clean um and I've been waiting for a while, so that's it. I have well, that one. It does feel pretty good. Yeah, I, I have that one too. They are listening, right? So you're gonna see that little sucker yeah. pop up in your store. <laughs> it's <gonna> show up <laughs> soon. That'll be that, great. I, I was that, so sad. My sister got it yesterday, and I was debating just buying it on her account. Oh and, my uh, gosh, dude! Yeah, that uh, that riot anti cheat is sniffing our kernels right now. <laughs> it's just picking up all this info. Um, okay, <laughs> okay. So we have maybe a potential leaked change um that Shelter mentioned. Um, a potential change on Icebox on the B site yellow container. Um so I mean kinda I guess we'll try to explain uh what this change is gonna be. So it's still gonna is the container gonna be the same height, Shelter? It looks like uh, it judging by be. the looks, it looks like the containers just rotated ninety degrees, and there's a a double stack of uh, the the crates, the the green crates uh, beside it, kind of in an in an L shape there. On the back left, if you're coming from B long attacking, it'll yep. be okay. Um, first off, do you guys have any thoughts on this, Rogan? I guess we'll start with you. Do you think that you know? Do you think that the yellow container felt weird in in any fashion? Um, and also, I don't really know shelter. I guess before we go any further, how how confirmed is this change? Do you think? Like, is it pretty uh, I'll reliable? I'll have to take a look at the tweets. It was Mike from uh, from Valorant updates, so he's pretty on it, to my knowledge, so, and he's he's been a decently reliable source. So I'm right. So we'll assume that this may or may not be coming, but Rogan, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you feel like yellow on felt Icebox, weird? On you... on... Where is this? <coughs> yeah, it's, on Icebox. Uh, it's B-Site. B-Site? B-Long, like when you're, when you're going up and like if you're sitting snow yeah. looking at site, it's the yellow box that kind of divides the center there. I thought that was already changed. It was once. And they're changing it again? Huh. Apparently, yeah. Well, do you see the pictures in the sexy time chat? No, no, I don't. I'll have to look at that on my phone. But um, I always thought that box felt a little weird. You always have to kind of peek out to see um bomb. Um, I don't like the angles either. How it's placed at an angle, it doesn't feel. Kind of feels an awkward area. Um, and they can just lay util utility behind that as well. Um. But yeah, like like the L shaped or like the small box and how it's pointed directly kind of, I, I think it's going to be fun to play around. Um, I think it's going to be, I, I personally is going to like, I'm going to like it more. 
uh, more angles to to get from different angles too. I think B site still feels weird, even them after patching that one box, how they blocked it off so you couldn't wallbang it. I think it still feels like A site is the site that I end up going on, but I mean that that's probably just me. I don't I don't know if it's, if you guys have been feeling that as well, but um, it definitely feels awkward, especially the plant site. I almost kind of want them to change like the area where you plant. It feels like you only plant it in one area if you're going to go B side. Um, I mean, pushing out, you get exposed to so many different angles. Um, I know this box isn't going to change that, but I personally would like a redesign on B site or just them to do a little more maybe. Um, but that's mm -hmm. just me. Right. Okay. Trusty. What are your thoughts here? Um, how far out does it hit until you get like those containers when you're pushing B, but like before yellow, how, what's the difference uh, between that and the, the new box i mean it's gonna be like a quarter of the box is gonna disappear so for those of you that are just listening the box is gonna be uh parallel with like when you come out of b long and you're looking across site the box is now parallel with you rather than going broadside across your screen so you're gonna have less cover from side to side once you're looking down site. So yeah, that so it is going to be a greater distance from when you come out of B long until you actually get behind cover there. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I can't tell you how many engagements I have like with someone kind of hiding behind yellow and then uh, swings to the right. And then we have that battle. So this is definitely, I think going to change just the whole dynamic of the first engagements at B site on Icebox. Mm-hmm. Just the whole, just the movement, the rhythm of it all. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really minute change, but I think it's going to have a, a, actually a bigger impact than it might seem. <laughs> Shelter, yeah. what are your thoughts here? So looking at it right away, one of the things I noticed that I think they're trying to block off is if you're retaking from snow or mid and you swing wide yellow to try to look at it, somebody being back in the kind of corner of the 45, you're visible from on top of the box long and below it on both angles. So you're swinging four angles technically at the same time. And it looks like with this rotated 45 degrees to be parallel with that box added, uh, you're not going to be able to get a visual on somebody unless you're on top of the long box. So that's bringing it down from four angles that you have to check to two. Um, yeah. Also rotating at 90, it's still easy to Astrostar or Omen Smoke or Brim Smoke uh, the left corner now that the box is pushed out. Uh, but the right corner, it looks like you'll either have to waste two Astra Stars, two Smokes. So from a retaking perspective, I think that might be uh, might be pretty interesting there. Yeah, so you'll be you you'll be forced a, to clear it quicker. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. I think that this is almost a nerf to the box itself because it's giving less cover because it's parallel. Um, and exactly what you said, if you're trying to retake from snowman you're gonna be able to to like you said you're not gonna just roll the dice when you swing out because you're gonna be able to check 
the right side, if you're coming from Snowman, you're going to have way a longer sight line there. And I think that's actually going to be because that always felt bad. It always felt bad. Like you were saying, if you were coming out of there, if you're coming out of Snowman trying to make a, a play to, to defuse or something, it was just an absolutely garbage situation. And I think that you're right in the fact that this is going to help with that. One thing I just noticed, we don't know if that box is going to be spammable or if that box is going to be like the box that they changed on the site. So that might not actually mm. be that safe a spot, depending. That's true. Would you like to see it penetratable or not? Um, I think you'd have to, to play with it a little bit more, uh, like play the map a little bit. I think if it, if it comes out and it isn't, uh, bangable and it's, it's solid like the site, fair enough. It's still a smaller footprint from snow, uh, than the original box based on the pictures. So I'm fine with it being solid actually. Yeah. That's my thought too. Cause if you can't rely on it, then the, then that container really got nerfed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I kind of agree with Rogan. I mean, I think just overall they needed to do something for B because it is a little bit repetitive to watch when teams just go A 11 rounds in a row and then <laughs> they swap and then the other team goes A 11 rounds in a row. Um, I know that's not always the case, of course, but it definitely has been the situation in some matches and that's not what they want. So if they can make B a little more playable and a little more desirable, um, I think that's going to be a you know a net positive for the map. I am curious to see what side this is going to benefit because like now the more that I think about it, I don't really know like if it is a nerf or a buff to defenders or attackers. Because um, I mean, you can look at it multiple ways if it is going to help them or not. You know, it's going to give you know like when when like for retake, like Shelter said, you're going to have to do two smokes instead of just one because yeah i play omen and like just you you can throw one smoke there and it blocks off you can throw two smokes and it blocks off both sides now you know you're gonna lay one smoke down or two smokes down enemies are gonna be able to walk around it and probably gonna be able to peek on that right side of the smoke um so it actually Mm -hmm. yeah i'm 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 curious to see on what side it's gonna benefit yeah, the exact placement of it is going to, I think, matter a lot, depending on how much space there is between the new box and B-Long. Like, that's going to be yeah. crucial. Interesting. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on that, you guys, or should we move on? I think we're good. So, rank reset. So, this was a topic that Shelter kind of wanted to cover and i think it's a good topic um i think we've known for a while that there's been some frustrations with the valorant ranking system we've talked about it a lot um you guys have discussed it a lot in our discord there was a huge uh everyone kind of got a drop in rank when they did their placements this new season um i don't know what the (coughs) average of rank lost was but it really felt like everyone got ranked into a lower rank than their than the previous act. So, um, kind of wanted your guys' thoughts on this. Do you think that this was a positive move? Do you think it was a negative? Um, why do we think they did this? Uh, what What are some thoughts, Rogan? We'll start with you on on this rank, uh, kind of resetting. I know you kind of placed close to where you were, but um, do you have any thoughts here? 
I mean, I don't have any personal experiences because I did. I placed into Diamond One, and the highest you could place into was Diamond One. I kind of read like a post where it was placing you into like your top performing rank that you kind of like were able to hold. Um, so like Coulter, you were in Gold Three for a while, a long time, and it kind of showed that you're pretty stable there. So, I mean, you you would probably rank into that area or around there. Um, it kind of seemed like it was reaching that peak performance area um, and maybe just a little bit lower. But it was more of like a soft rank reset. It wasn't like completely everyone starting from um, scratch, which I would almost like to see. They have made some changes to the ranking system. Uh, maybe a hard reset would be better and kind of just to wipe everyone's MMR. It would be pretty brutal, like absolutely terrible for the first month, but eventually people would find that spot again um, and kind of see how the ranking system works then. But yeah, I don't, I don't have too many thoughts. Like I, I do feel bad that we're talking about Valorant because I haven't played it in a while. Um, I, you know, I, I, I honestly don't even know like how it is right now. Um, I've just been, you know, sticking away from it, but I, I've been playing here and there. Um, and it feels fine. It feels all right. The people I've been playing against, it kind of it still pl places me into their MMR. So like all my placement matches, it was against um, Immortals. They were all Act Rank Immortal Three, Immortal Two. So and, and even now, I'm Diamond One. I was playing a couple matches, and I'm still playing against all like Immortal people player, Immortal people from the previous rank. So it's still going off the MMR. Doesn't feel like rank matters still. <laughs> which it never has, and it's still just placing you against your MMR. Which is, I, I think it's just weird. I personally would yeah. like to see me playing against Diamond One players if I'm in Diamond One, right? I don't yeah. want to be. That's always been the case. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's my my thoughts about it. I'm sure Shelter and Trusty have a better idea on it. Yeah, um, Shelter, fire away here. You're you kind of wanted to discuss this, so why don't you bring out some some of your thoughts on this and and kind of the ranking system. In general, what your what your underlying thoughts are, obviously you've had some experience in, you know, pro gameplay, so I think uh, we can kind of rely on your opinion here. Do, what on this little soft reset on the ranking system in general, what are your what are your thoughts here? So, overall, I know that the reaction at first was a little bit negative. Uh, I'm actually a fan of it. Uh, I ranked gold 1 and back up to gold 3 where I was uh, the previous act. Um so the biggest thing I thought, and uh, when I heard about uh, how they kind of were trying to approach this act's rank uh, ranking system, it made sense. If you're Diamond 1 and your rank gets reset, the highest you can place is Diamond 1. So do you really, as a Diamond 1, want to have Immortal 1, 2, 3, and Radiant push down, all playing with you in the same lobby as soon as that rank reset hits? Um so to get a more enjoyable experience, everybody basically had to be shifted down due to that. Um, so some people went down three to four ranks, I think was roughly the average. Um, but once once you kind of get your rank and you kind of start steadying out and everything starts steadying out, people start ranking up back to Immortal where they're supposed to be. Uh, I found it was pretty easy to achieve and kind of it's almost a good opportunity to prove Um that you belong in the rank you are or that you're above the rank you were because because of the shift, there is a chance that you play against diamonds as a gold or, or plats as a gold mm. and you have your opportunity to either prove yourself there or prove that you belong where you are. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. I was overall a fan of it. 
Yeah, that's a good take. Um, trusty thoughts. Um, so I played my five placement games and then I got put into silver one, which I was gold two before. Um, but (laughs) looking back on it now, like shelter said, I am a fan of it because I think it's really sifting out the players who are boosted or maybe the players that got rammed by AFKs, Smurfs, etc. So far, I think it's doing a really good job of putting people in the ranks that they deserve because I'm back to gold one, just a couple more games to gold two. And it was just super easy for me to get to gold two. So that makes me think I am a gold two player, but like people who are having trouble getting back to where they were, like I know Travelicious instant, almost instantly got back to plat because he's just, he's a plat player. So he got there instantly um i just think it's doing a good job of like shelter said just proving what your rank really is yeah yeah and i think you know when you guys put it in those terms like shelter was saying i mean at the beginning yeah if you're a gold two like you were and then you get placed into silver one or whatever your immediate reaction the knee-jerk reaction is gonna be uh you know negative because you're obviously playing for rank. That's why you're here. Um, and to, to see them take away three to four ranks on average is not fun for anyone. But um, I think, you know, like we've said it a hundred times before, the smurfing issue is going to continue to arise. And I think these soft resets, like you guys are saying, um, kind of maybe dial that back a little bit. You know, maybe um, there's some people that shouldn't be where they are and they were running with some guy or some girl, and they've made their way to platinum three, but they should be in gold two, but they can continue to hold that rank, even though they shouldn't be there. Well, maybe their Smurf partner has left. They've sent stop playing, whatever. So you have this floater that's sitting around in plat two, plat three. They should be in gold one. Well, this reset might have brought them back down to gold three, and and now they're hanging out there rather than plat three. Um, and you know, I personally know, like I ran with a kid for seven, eight games and we never lost because he is some immortal Smurf that was carrying me and it got me into a rank I didn't belong in. I was in like plat three at one time and I, it was because of that. So these little resets kind of, um, I think bring everyone back. And then like you guys said, if you are a plat one and you got placed in a gold one, you're going to fly, you're going to fly back up to the rank you should have been. So I think that's a positive. What I don't think is a positive is like what Rogan is saying, being that diamond one playing with immortals, it just doesn't make sense. Um, And I, I've never really liked that because it's just felt weird and it feels like your rank isn't accurate. Again, I don't know all the code that goes into a ranking system, but I know for myself, I never enjoyed that experience of being in gold two playing with platinum threes. It's like, just put me up there if you're going to match me with that player anyways. Yeah, yeah the I, whole... I also like, do ahead. think I haven't played an, enough, too. You know, like, my rank, obviously, if I play more, I'm going to lose more. <coughs> my MMR is going to go down. Then I'll start playing with my rank. And that's kind of, like, how everyone's rank should be, right? Like, eventually, yeah. your MMR will match your rank that you're in. Um, and obviously, yep. in the start, it's not right now just because of that rank reset. Um, so yeah, like I, I definitely do think like 
it I, I like the idea of everyone being shifted down and then you know you can work your way back because you're not losing everything you're not losing all your work that you put in for the last you know however so ranks like hard resets or, or resets are pretty tough like you do not want to be back into iron and then it'll take like two months before you get back to your rank and then another act you know another act happens and you're back down to iron like you want to see right. progress you want to feel like you are progressing at a reasonable rate especially because you know you don't want to play like 20 matches and just rank up once right like you want to you want to see yeah. a big progression like if you're doing better you're ranking up a lot quicker like um trust was saying you know you he went back right into gold um that's just really good to see um, I, I like how they are making changes. I do like how they made it so you don't get boost. Your XP isn't, or you don't you don't rank up as fast if you're four stacking or or five stacking. Um, if you're playing at like a big difference of a rank, you're not going to be boosted at the same rate that you were previously. I think that's a really good step in the right direction. Um, you know, because you see all these streamers who are probably gold players and they're in immortal. Like you don't want to see that. So when they continue yeah. doing this, like eventually I think that'll bleed out. People won't post <coughs> anymore or it'll be very, very hard to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you guys' thoughts. I really like that 25% um, rank rating decrease that they have on the five stack lobbies. I think that's the answer to that question um, because we've all wanted to play with our friends and this allows everyone to do that. And if there's, you know, if I'm in gold and there's an, an iron or a bronze in, in my team that I want to play with, we can still make that happen, but you're just not going to get those fat rewards. And I think that might be the play on, I think that was a really smart decision from them. 40 felt 40% felt like a big hit. It felt like, why are we playing? And I think 25% is kind of a sweet spot. Do you shelter trusty? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, we went in actually just to check. We had a radiant, two bronze irons, and then two golds, and I think we were at like seventy five percent reduction. Oh wow! Which is which is crazy. Um, <laughs> oh my! Like we we didn't even queue. We just, we just were curious to check, and we saw that, and uh, we're so like, okay. It, back, it, back it changes depending on the rank di like difference. On the gap. Yeah, so if you have like a, a silver and a gold, like or, or like a silver and a plat, like it's different than if you have a silver and a mortal. Um, See, okay, that's perfect. That's dude. like that's the best what news I've need. ever heard. When we first covered these changes, Coulter, I never really thought it was a big deal. Like I thought it was like, oh, okay, like this isn't really going to matter. But I really, really like it. So like, you know, you're able to play ranked because I think they're kind of, I, I think that they realize that unranked does not matter. No one wants to play unranked. Everyone wants to play ranked with their friends, right? <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. And you have the option to like, obviously you're not going to get the full benefits of solo queuing, but mm -hmm. like you're able to, and you'll play more games together, which will even out that 25% decrease. So I think it's a super, super cool. Um, yeah. Change. So, I mean, so that was my numbers. So I was playing on, you know, an account that was in gold um, and I had some bronze with me and I think an iron three and then I, uh, there was another gold and our, our, uh, decrease was 25%. So it's like, I'll happily take a 25% rank rating loss if I'm able to play with my friend that's in bronze too. 
Um, and then like Shelter saying, that's going to stop the four the four radiance and one bronze because they're going to take a 90% decrease in rank rating. And that is what you need. So that's really cool to see that that scales with the, the skill gap. Yeah. One other thing too, to keep in mind, like your rank act to act, uh, which I think is interesting is as the game evolves, Valorant wants you to evolve with it, right? Like if you're, if you're not like adapting to the meta, adapting to the new maps, like they want you to do that. That's why they're soft resetting you and making sure that you still belong where you are uh, as well. So that's just something to keep in mind just in general. Yeah. I like that because me, I haven't been playing. I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite. I'm not as good as Val- at Valorant as I was when I played for a year straight. Like that's just fact. So, you know, I think it's great that they're doing this because I might not belong in that rank that I used to be. And I, I know I'm not the only player in this situation, um, you know, that maybe leaves, comes back. Well, hey, you might not compete at the same level that you were and you can't get mad about taking that decrease. So I think that's I think that they're taking the right approach here. Yep. Um any any other thoughts on this rank reset anything anyone wants to mention uh anything else guys? I don't think so. We're clean. We're uh patch 4.02, absolutely nothing, but that was a patch that launched uh last week. I don't think there's anything to cover in that, is there? I'm just checking again skimming it dog notes so uh, i think they released some of the lunar new year uh i think there's like a mini lunar new year battle pass if i recall seeing i could be completely making that up but i thought i saw something similar to that effect okay yeah they just fixed some bugs it looks like uh some cosmetic and agent bugs so um afk detection buff and agent select reporting got tuned but i think that's about it some performance updates yeah nothing nothing that's going to change gameplay at all um what else do you guys have in the quiver i I have a question for you for shelter and trusty um coulter and i talked about this and you guys kind of already mentioned it you gave your thoughts but this just the state of the game of Valorant. How do you guys feel? Where do you guys feel like that it's at? Um, any big changes you personally think that needs to be changed? Um, and pretty much just your thoughts on like the state of the game. Are you guys liking it? Um, are you, do you guys feel burnt out? Um, yeah, just your quick thoughts. Um, I was actually um, uh, streaming yesterday, and um, Travelicious came in, and we were talking about the state of Valorant actually. And um, him and I both agreed, just a few minute changes, and this game will be the best it's, it ever has been. I, I think it's in a really good spot. Um, and one thing that I should credit Riot <coughs> on is just its ability to adapt. Any, any good change they make, they just keep it going. Any bad changes they make, they almost immediately fix it. So I see the longevity of this game just almost being outrageous, and a, I I would even dare to say top five game of all time once all said once all is said and done. Yeah, um, I was heard that they they aren't doing an agent new agent this coming act. 
for act two, there's no agent. They're going to focus on agent st- like stability and probably year changes. I'm guessing, but that's go ahead. Go ahead. Um, that's probably a good thing just because they just quickly put out neon and chamber almost like back to back. It feels like. Yeah. So maybe looking back at all the agents they do have as a whole and figuring out what's working, what's not working that could probably be the best for the game. No, I, yeah, I think it's a good direction as well because, I mean, it, they are focused. They're really hammering the competitive scene. I, I actually do think Valorant's in a good place. Um, I, I, I think it can't, like, if they did, it, it's not, I, I think I always think of it as, like, man, I wish there were weekly updates or whatever, but it's not that type of game. It's, it's the game that they it needs to be, it needs to perform perfectly. It needs to have the player not feel cheated whatsoever. And I've never really felt cheated in Valorant. You're not dying by driving a vehicle and you jump out of the car in a Warzone match and you, you know, clip through the map and you die instantly. Like that that happens a lot to me. I don't hey. want to I don't want to hey. admit how many times <laughs> it's happened with Coulter. Coulter and I are playing and I'm like, "Hey Coulter, Coulter, get out, get out, get out." I hop out and then my screen just glitches. I'm falling through the map and then I die instantly and I can't get rezzed. It's like that that hey. doesn't happen in Valorant. That's what I love about the Ricochet anti-cheat is not only is it an anti-cheat, but it knows if you hate Call of Duty and it'll punish you in game. It'll make you hate it even more. Dude. And that's what I love. Like, that's so true. It's, you know, Rogan and I in a helicopter and Rogan and I both jump out. Well, the heli will track Rogan down and bang him in the rear as he's falling. Yeah. And that... You love to see that when someone just talks trash about the game, the game just ends up pumping you in the rear. It, does. So, it knows you're talking so, trash. Yeah, keep your thoughts to yourself because Activision is in fact listening, right? They're sniffing your kernels and <laughs> dude, it's, it, they will bang you in game. So it's no, bad. I Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I've never felt cheated out of Valorant either. So, but I, I just but think yeah. they're, yeah, they're taking the right approach on like focusing on the stability and, and really, I think like, um, trust was saying, like they have been very, very on it with changes. They've realized that they can't do crazy agent abilities and do abilities that kill people or whatever. Cause we don't want that. No one wants that. And I think they've realized that like before they were kind of branching out, doing a bunch of different abilities and they probably would continue doing, crazy abilities that you know kill there it's able to kill five people at once right but they know they can't do that and they've kind of admitted that they're gonna stick with the abilities right now and really just only change their signature ability they're not gonna go branch out and make some random character that's very like you know it it could it could change the entire game be the only person to choose because they can you know they just wipe out the other team like they're really focusing on your personal gameplay they may have not before but they i think they can they have a good view on what the community wants i think that's a huge huge win for any game developer they listen to the community and they just they get it done i think more game companies need to realize that not everyone like there's so many companies that just don't listen to the community and if you just you know if the some guy at whatever at um you know, Raven Studios, if he just looks on Reddit and reads a Reddit thread on what Call of Duty gamers want and he delivers, they're going to be happy. Like, the community kind of knows on what is going to be good for the game, in my opinion. So, um, Shelter, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Shelter needs to get in here. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I agree. Like, it's. I think it's in a good space. So, for clarification, there's no new agent and there's no new map. They are focusing on agent stability and competitive integrity, or by competitive integrity, I mean like continuing to work on the on the rank system and and things like that, and brainstorm some ideas. So, I think it's in a great place. I'm excited to see what they what comes out of them brainstorming and, and looking at how they want their characters to to be changed yoru etc um i'm curious to see what they're going to come up with and how it's going to affect the competitive play uh but by the sounds of it it's not going to be major changes it's going to be minor changes that are almost going to not be seen when it first updates uh and then it'll kind of be uh, shifting some in and out of shifting some agents in and out of the meta, basically. Yep. How do you guys yep. feel about the new map changes on ice on um hey, uh, breeze and bind? I've liked it so far from from what I've what I've played. I've I've casted a ton of icebox and uh, and uh, bind. Um, so watching it played like as a in a competitive sense, like tryouts and and tournaments and stuff like that yeah the changes have been overall very well received and uh changed the the way you approach them quite a bit yeah that's cool dude i have um... something to bring up about um the um when was that um like the the (coughs) improvements to the map changer supposed to come out like the map randomizer that was a while ago right yeah, that was a few either last patch or the one before that. I think I it was thought. last patch. Yeah. Yeah. I got Breeze five times straight last night. Oh yeah. Five oh times in a row. But you were happy about it, weren't you? Um the first <laughs> the first two times I was, and, and then the third time I was okay about it, and then the last two I was like, no more. I can't Dude. I can't I can't keep doing it. Oh, Thompson this. in the chat well, got bind five times. Yeah. Well, you kind of wonder, like, as a, as, like, from the developer standpoint, like, when they change, um, a, a, a map like Breeze, like, so significantly, they might try to be, they, they might try to get data from those maps, like, quickly. And the way that they gather data is obviously going to be looking at the heat maps of, you know, what's going on on the map after the change. So, did you say you got Breeze, Trusty? Is that the map that you got five times in a row? Yeah, yeah. So bind. I just, you wonder if, you know, they're trying to gather data as quickly as they can because if something is startlingly wrong or if there's some exploit that players are taking advantage of, they probably want to change that as fast as they can. So you wonder yeah. if there's some of that going on too. Yeah, and like I said, I praise Valorant for its quickness of fixing problems and if it means i have to get breeze five times in a row for them to be that quick i'm okay with that because i don't i don't mind playing the same map five times in a row if it means the game is just gonna be better overall right because i mean if you know if their whole player base you know if every person got breeze five times in a row across four days i mean the amount of information like they might if there's something that they miss where they're like, holy smokes, like this agent can really take advantage of this change, mm-hmm. then they can start that work immediately to, you know, make another change or, you know, what whatever it might be to maybe fix that. So 
yeah, that's that's interesting. But hopefully that dies down because yeah, it is nice getting different maps. Well, man, I what's thought the I favorite had map of everybody here? Really quickly, I'm just genuinely curious. I really like Ascent. Ascent's pretty Same. good. No, Ascent. Uh, Ascent, yeah. Ascent is by far my favorite just because I'm a Sova main and it's the only map that I know like pretty much every single lineup you you have. It's just, it's such a good Sova map, I think. I really like It buying. feels like a Counter-Strike map to me, honestly. I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, Ascent just, it feels, um, it feels... It doesn't feel one-sided to me in any astonishing fashion, which I like. Um, and there's just a lot of areas. I don't know. Like, I play op, and so there's a lot of area. There's a lot of ways to play the map, and I feel like I like that diversity. Um, I get on maps like um, Icebox, just as an example, and I feel a little bit more limited as to the routes that I can take. Um, or, you know, just how you can play it. And I feel like Ascent, there's just so many ways to, to play that map and to switch things up every single round. And I think that's kind of valuable in a map. Um, and, and I think that's probably one of the main reasons I enjoy it. What about your guys' favorites? Ascent, definitely. <laughs> You're on Ascent too? Yeah, like I said, it just feels like a Counter Strike map to me, and that's kind of how my mind my mind thinks still. So, mm-hmm. Rogan, what about you? I I said uh, ascent and bind. Um, bind is another good one. Yeah, for sure. I feel like bind is pretty controversial. Controversial. A lot of people like it, and a lot of people don't. I feel like. Um, I the teleporters do feel funky at times, like the one for uh, B B mid. It just feels kind of weird when people just slam utility in it. They do, you know, sage slow orbs or whatever. Uh, it feels kind of. It just feels <laughs> a, a, a slow orb flies through the telly, and then and right then behind it is a boom bot just tracking <laughs> down your rear, dude. I know. And you are just absolutely. <laughs> well, slayed. dude, when the yeah, timing's right, because you have to weird. turn around, and then someone just peeks on you, and they can get really bad mm. timing. But um, other than that, I really like like entering on site. It's kind of fun. I like enjoy it. I actually do like the change that they made to that box on a mid. On a mid, how they lowered that box, it's super, super nice. On a, on attacking, you can get like a higher angle, and you can peek for heaven. You can kind of peek in different areas, and um, just it's just another way to to guard bomb. And I, I really like the change that they did. Yeah, you're yeah. not constantly getting banged from heaven as you're trying exactly, to get into a cipher yeah. trip when you're going out short. So, and when you are <laughs> playing heaven, there's only like you you only have to watch a couple spots but now you have that box you know they're able to swing out differently and and just i don't know i feel like sometimes when there's an op in heaven it kind of feels impossible if you don't have smokes when you don't have smokes dude and you're trying to go on a site it's like what do i do like this is terrible yeah um, honestly astra slaps on that map yeah she's really, fun she's to play. really, really cool to play mm-hmm. with um what agents do you guys play we didn't even cover that uh trusty um, I play Sova and Sage. Those are usually my go-tos. Nice. How about you, Shelter? 
So I typically play Astra, and then depending on the map, I, I, I've been recently trying to get into uh, into Viper, so kind of swapping back and forth uh, between the two kind of meta supports. Yeah, that's like the, the main IGL characters. Well, dude, it's, yeah. it's like you don't run a you don't run an esports know, team for two years Definitely and not a play a. Yeah, seriously, like we should have saw that coming. Are Honestly, you? controversial opinion: Brimstone is nuts on fracture. I don't know why, but like a mix of the stim and the smoke and the molly is just absolutely crazy if you play it right. Dude, All I feel the lineups like lineups and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like deep down. There's uh there's a beckoning deep inside me that knows that I should play Brimstone. <laughs> I think it would I think I would be a better player on Brimstone. I I we've seen it play out time and time again and uh I continue to to shoot that bird down. It's kind of <laughs> wild. It's wild. Dude, it's like like you said Brimstone on Fracture, but like on other maps too. I mean Brimstone on um Haven is is bonkers as well. Like I don't know, it's just it's his ability to block off so much vision for so long and and perfectly placed. It's just it's crazy how powerful that is. Um, one thing I wanted to mention on bind. One little side note is I didn't realize how um, oppressing that smoke was on a short on the one way on the box. <laughs> now that we don't have that there. Yeah, it's crazy the, the amount of uh, the freedom that you have. Like it was, I didn't understand. I don't think just how nasty that smoke was. Um, I never thought of it, you know. But that really, once you take it away, it's one of those things. You take it away, and you're like, whoa, that that was oppressive. Like you said, if there was someone in heaven and they dropped that one way, and they had an operator, a just felt so so dirty. You pretty much had to just throw your own smokes down and dash in, or you know flash yourself in and hope for the best and so that feels a lot more yep. tactical and calculated without that there so I, I wanted to mention that i really like that change too yeah especially because it feels more of like a, a place to entry on site like even and you can also kind of plan it easier like you can even have people in the smoke you flash and you have more of like a I don't know, like a, a situation where like, okay, you flash, I'll push, jet dashes or whatever. With the one way, even if you flash, someone can be holding an angle where that flash isn't going to hit them or whatever. And they, or they <laughs> yeah. or they can look away and they can still see your feet, right? Cause it, but if you yeah. keep on flashing, like it, it feels more of like a place to entry side on. 101 ways there mm. really, really screws you over. Like there's not much you can do. Yeah, um, if they were good enough and coordinated enough, that could get so nasty right there. Yeah. Honestly, sure. what I've found is if you just place an Astro Star there, people don't even realize you can use your Astro Stars just to terrify people off angles. You don't even have to smoke, pull, stun anything. If you chuck a like a star on that corner, mm-hmm. and there's an opera that typically holds that, you best better believe there's a good sixty to seventy percent chance they're instantly falling off that angle as soon as they hear that come in. Dude, that's like one of the best tips I've heard from Astra. Is this that's a fake huge. star? Because that's and dude, even faking sites too. People freak out when they're like, "There's five stars on a site," <laughs> and they're yeah, like already yeah. going to the mm-hmm. other site. 
Oh, dude, but, I'm yeah. calling out a for sure A if I see one star. <laughs> yeah. Like, I see a star dropped on A, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're pushing hard. They're, they're pushing a. hard. <laughs> and it's in the and we're still in the buy phase. <laughs> and I just, I'm already calling it out. Even if it doesn't freak them out, they kind of have, like, a suspicion that you're going to be there. It's kind of like mm. putting a one-way or, or just a smoke down <laughs> on a cross. So, like, they, like, oh, he could have crossed. He may have not. Putting a star there, it's mm. like, they could go here. They might not, right? It kind of puts that ba- in the back of their mind. Um, I think it's a really good way to, yeah, definitely like just put them on edge at least. Yeah. One more little tip for that too, especially on ascent. I find it works. If you have a jet opping mid and just banging you top every round when you try to take mid control, start smoking off the entry to market and just one round, they're going to either be near that smoke, push forward from that smoke, fake the smoke and have it fade. And there's so many times where I've uh, caught a jet with their knife out trying to get through that smoke, and you're sitting there top mid with three guys with guardians just ready to ruin that man's career. Like oh that's my. that's the best feeling because they you know you know they Dude. they're not not expecting it, right? So oh, yeah, gosh. exactly. I would hate to be in that position. You're just sneaking through a smoke, and shelter drops it, and there's just four boys ready to bang you. Oh, oh dude, gosh. Shelter would punish me so hard because he knows I'm going through that smoke with my knife out, hoping for that. I know you smoke. are too, Coulter. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm frothing at the mouth at the, at the sheer thought, the sheer fantasy of that 4K from the rear, and then Shelter just cackling behind his keyboard. <laughs> he knows that. Yeah, he's there. just, he's just all oh, giddy, just ready to pump me with some shotgun. Exactly. No, that's that's really dude. Smokes are powerful, and I think often a little overlooked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, we're about an hour and a half in. Any other thoughts that you want to close with? Anything you want to say, <laughs> um, both of you boys? I think so. I think we might try and do this a little more often. Um, I think you know this might be maybe a part of our Patreon is kind of the direction that I was wondering. Maybe we have. You know, one of these a month, one of these every other month, and we just throw that on the Patreon. It's kind of good to um, talk to you guys anyway, and you know, you are such heavy supporters that, and we value your opinions, and so it's also just fun to talk like this. Um, so, I mean, this if this kind of feels good, I think that we can continue this. Do you guys have any last parting thoughts? Um, you know, I, I like. We might do this again, so no pressure at all. But uh, anything you want to say before we close it out here? Um, I think I'm good. You know, thanks for having us on. Always, yeah, uh, sure. always good to have a little little chat with the uh, with the kings there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you guys playing any other games right now? I know Trusty. He's been grinding Call of Duty. You can only do that for so long before you snap. And I think he was getting to that point because he was grinding hard. <laughs> oh, um, I. I- I'm I'm still grinding from time to time. Any any time I just get rammed on Valorant, I'm like, let me go to a game I'm, I'm actually good at, and I get on. <laughs> oh, one thing I do want to mention is how far I am in the atomic grind. Talk to us. Okay, so I have all assault rifles gold. Oh my! I have every SMG, all the camos done except for long shots. I waited for all SMGs for long shots, so I'm just going to have a day full of long shots. So, <laughs> so you're going to go into hardcore, and you're yeah. just going to pump long shots. Yeah, yeah. I'm about a okay. day away okay. from having all SMGs gold. I have the Car 98 gold. 
I have the knife gold, and I have that new knife with the Hawaiian dude. Yeah, that yep. that that saltoon knife. That's also gold. So um, does that make it so you don't have to do the riot shield? I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I haven't checked, but under the riot shield, it just says gets get two melee weapons gold and that's the two ones i tried to do so okay okay um i have one of the lmgs gold i forget which one um how many lmgs total are there i think there's four okay so you have three more of those yeah and then i have a well one of the 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 first launcher gold and how many of those do you need to do oh i think it's three Okay, so you need Don't two of those, that, but yeah, and then pistols. Pistols, yeah. Uh, shotties. Oh, I'm. Um, the only one I've worked on is a combat shotgun, but I'm about a day away from that being gold as well. And there's how many shotguns? Um, four or five. Four, yeah. Okay, so you got about what is that? Three, six. 9, 12, 14 guns left? Is that yeah. somewhat accurate? Yeah, I, I, I believe there's 38 guns total. That you, right. you have to get gold to get atomic, or 48, 38 or 48. So I'm a little over halfway. That's massive, dude. Once you yeah. get all those SMGs cleared, that's going to yeah. feel so good, dude. Yeah, so any anytime I'm bored, I just hop onto that baby and just show them the boss just grind yeah (laughs) that's so dirty dude shelter what about you you playing any other games or just uh yeah i'm i'm honestly 50 50 valor and csgo right now the skins in csgo they they keep bringing me back dude it's it's how are you not burnt out from csgo Hey, I'm just curious. I mean, a, I, I know. Uh, grinder. That's that's a great question. Uh, I actually don't really play like competitive, like the re- hyper competitive Counter Strike anymore. I play like ten man lobbies, so like I know everybody and I've played against them and with them on teams for for two to three years. Um, so that's a little bit. It's a little bit more fun. Uh, so I probably do like one to two games a week of that. And then I just, it's just five stacks with friends in, in lower, lower ELO, like silver gold levels. So, That's and awesome, the skins dude. bring me back too. honestly, it's crazy how much, uh, how much virtual pixels on a screen can, can be worth. So <laughs> <laughs> NFT baby, <laughs> the original NFTs. No kidding. Holy dude, smokes. Actually though, that's like, there hasn't been anything more true than that. Like, they have that dialed. Like, honestly, all I think, what are your guys' thoughts on that? The, okay, parting thought right here, last 10 minutes of the show. Do you guys think that all games, you should be able to trade your skins, sell them, etc., in like a, in, in a marketplace within the game itself? No. <laughs> you don't? No, you don't sorry. think so? Straight up. Straight up. Well, think of all the controversy Counter-Strike had with, like, the illegal gambling, underage gambling, like, it being used as a currency. Like, obviously, Valve cracked down on that, but it did take some massive corporation like Valve to do that, to keep it under under wraps there. Right. Um, which I think is the reason Riot didn't go that route, uh, is because the players kind of dictate the economy in Counter-Strike 2, right? Somebody's... If, if people think the knife is worth a thousand dollars, the knife's going to be worth a thousand dollars. It's not 
riot dictating that, right? It's no, or it's, it's not Valve in this case, right? So yeah, yeah. Well, so I think it could get dangerous if it's every single game, because not every single game will have that discipline to to keep that under wraps. Right, and I hear that angle. So, like, what if you took the gambling side out of it? So, like, you're not opening boxes or whatever. Like, what if you could just sell your skin to another player? Like, do you think that would be something that could happen? Or is that still uh, just a net I think negative? that's still going to take advantage of, like, third-party third party sites are still going to bank off that, right? Like, they're like still going to buy a if bunch of skins and then raffle them or something? Well, not even that. It's like if you go onto the website and log in, hey, you have two skins that you can trade to another player that are technically the equivalent of $11. Trade that to this bot account, and now you have $11 in currency to gamble was was the original issue that CSGO faced. Um, so so I think like as long as there's companies. a value... Yeah, I think as long as there's a value to the item and a trade can be made between accounts, you're going to find that either way. Yeah. Because, but at the same time, it would be nice if Trusty could sell his comb butterfly knife and buy the butterfly knife he wanted. Oh yeah, I'll trade you my Bala song right now if that's the case. Right, Take it. like see, that would kind of be, yeah, that's that's like a double edged sword. I feel like you know what I mean because it for people like us that aren't gonna, you know, we're not gamblers per se, or mm-hmm. we're not gonna get a day. Like I understand the six year old swiping his mom's credit card one more time to try and land that knife is like that's a problem that you don't you don't want that in the community um yeah i was just wondering what your guys's take was on that because i've been curious yeah um one game if if that were the case i'd be very interested in seeing is fortnite because i can't tell you how many different skins or weapon anything on that game is worth just a ton of money like my my brother had someone buy his account for five hundred dollars just yeah because it had a skin on it yeah yeah like and and back to what you said about the six-year-olds just swiping their mom's credit card so they can get the whatever skin the raider skin yeah the renegade raider <laughs> yeah yeah who do yeah, you yeah. Who, who do you think fortnite's main audience is it's between six and 12 year olds so it would just yeah i think it would end poorly right yeah i don't know it, it's hard because they're already banging that six-year-old by <laughs> dropping a spider-man skin like oh, that's the yeah. argument against it they're already swiping their mom's card yeah like that's been happening for three years, right? Yeah. Although they're they're banging me with that Spider Man skin. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're banging <laughs> everyone with that Spider Man skin. But like, I haven't bought a skin in probably two years. But then as soon as that baby came out, I was like, ooh. Yeah, you snapped on that yeah, thing. You yeah. you flicked over to that <laughs> yeah. buy button. <laughs> yeah. I don't even play Fortnite anymore, and I still just. Well, that's the incredible part about I it. Know. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Fortnite did that just because of like the sheer amount of items that you can't get anymore. Like in Counter-Strike, for instance, there's a few select skins that you cannot get anymore. Like there's a limited amount and it's forever shrinking as people get back banned or, or something like that with the skins. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. If you bought one of these items for like, I think it was $100 back in 2016 and I had one at one point, they're now worth over $2,000. So like, 
Yeah. Like, that's nuts. Like, that's crazy. So, like, imagine Fortnite, like, all the Series 1 skins and stuff if they all of a sudden became available. Well, so, like, that is my argument to have, like, a marketplace within the game because Trusty's brother is already doing that. He's just doing it on eBay, selling his account. Like, so, the kids know what the Renegade skin is worth. And when there's a 28-year-old that just got into Fortnite today and wants the most rare skin, he's willing to drop five bands. And so he might he might do that on eBay rather than an in-game marketplace. And I think the in-game marketplace would be a safer environment. But obviously, like, I mean, it has been tried and tested. Trusty and Shelter ending the podcast with a few subby boys again. For anyone that doesn't know, these are two nasty, nasty, nasty boys, dude. Yeah, they uh, they've really, really helped us a lot. So the Imperial Guard, our first meeting. The Imperial Guard. Yep this the two soldiers uh, at the highest level here. So we appreciate you guys a ton. Yep. So thanks for all you guys do for the community and and for us. You know, I mean, you're a huge reason that we're still here. So. We uh, we understand and realize that, and we see that. So thank you guys. Um, any parting thoughts, Rogan? No, I'm good. All right, hour and thirty seven. Let's close this bad boy out. Thank you, Trusty. Thank you, Shelter. Thanks for your time. This was super fun. Let's let's do it again. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Well, all right. You all have been listening to the Flow State Gaming Podcast, episode sixty six, where we had our four, first foursome. Um, just give a round of applause for the Imperial Guard. It's been a, it's been an honor and a pleasure. It's awesome to see your guys' beautiful, sexy faces. Get here live if you want to see some more sexiness, because they're here. They're here live and ready for you. So um, we're live on Twitch at Flow underscore State underscore Gaming Tuesdays at 6 p.m., usually 6.30. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your week, and see you next week. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.